All right, let's all stand together. We're going to sing about our amazing God, our God saves. You believe it this morning? Yes, here we go.
You're the God of this city. You're the King of these people. You're the Lord of this nation. You are. You're the light in this darkness. You're the hope to the hopeless. You're the peace to the restless. You are.
Good morning and welcome to Lindsay Lane Baptist Church and welcome to our missions celebration. Today as it stands, we have 37 missions partnerships here at Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. And for a full list of those partnerships, you can go to our website and under our missions resource page, you can find a complete list of those that we support and work alongside in our community, our state, our country, and throughout the world. We support these ministries and missionaries through prayer and through giving and by sending people and materials on short-term mission trips. Some even become long-term missionaries from Lindsay Lane. Today, we want to introduce you to what will be called our featured partners for the next year. While we want you to become familiar with all of our missionary efforts here at Lindsay Lane, we want to highlight a number of them throughout the next year and the years to come so that over time, all of us become more and more familiar with each agency and with each individual. We will feature the profiles and the stories, their successes, and the needs of each of these featured partners throughout the next year, and Lord willing, present to you the opportunity to go to them, to correspond with them, and to support them in different ways. So, with all of that introduction, let's introduce and celebrate together our featured partners. First from our local category is the Athens Limestone Family Resource Center. And representing the Limestone Resource Center is the Executive Director, Tina Cook. Amen. Under Ms. Cook's leadership, the Family Resource Center helps community families by providing advocates who work for individual family solutions. From workforce preparation to receiving and distribute, or dis distributing, that's that word, distributing clothing and household donations to family counseling, the Family Resource Center is dedicated to helping families in our community. Next is the First Hispanic Baptist Church of Athens. Amen. Representing this local church is the founding pastor and wife, Pastor Raul and Juanita Tovar. Together they have served in church leadership for over 30 years in Mexico, and since 2000 they have served the Athens area and specifically the Hispanic community for a number of years by preaching the gospel and building a local church right here in Athens, Alabama. Now from our state category, we will begin with the Alabama Baptist Children's Home. Representing... Representing the Baptist Children's Home is Michael Gentry, a development officer for North Alabama. The Alabama Baptist Children's Home advocates for children by providing trained foster families, stable environments that restore and support mothers and children, and Christ-centered counseling. In the last year, the Alabama Baptist Children's Home have licensed 42 new homes for foster care and served 487 children through foster or campus homes throughout the state of Alabama. Next is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Representing the Northwest Alabama FCA is area representative David Moat, his wife Amanda, and their family. And the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is a ministry to local schools that uses the platform of sports to specifically share the gospel with students and, co and coaches and challenges them and their athletes to use their platform to influence others for the Lord. 
In the last year, 37 students received the gospel of Jesus Christ and accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior. And just for stat's sake, 272 Bibles were given to coaches and students across North Alabama. I used to be one of those coaches, and some of those FCA Bibles are still in my office that I look to today. First, from our national category. Our national category is Watermark Church of Columbus, Ohio. Representing this church plant is Pastor Rick Young and his wife, Wendy. Together, Rick and Wendy launched Watermark in January of 2020. And planning a church is tough enough, but planning a church right before COVID is a great position to trust the Lord indeed. In Columbus, many people are just now beginning to return to church as they are working together with the Lord and partnering with the Lord on his mission at Watermark to reach new people. And in his own words, Pastor Rick has said, church planning is hard, but our God is bigger and his kingdom is growing in Worthington, Ohio. Amen. Amen. Next, from our world category, is a family that is familiar to Lindsay Lane, Ignacio, and Lauren Ortiz. Amen. Nacho serves as our interim missions pastor, and sadly, neither he nor his wife or family could be here today due to sickness. But they both are recovering, and Nacho has already done a ton of work to get us to this point today. Nacho and Lauren serve out of Sports Exchange International, specifically the Ortiz Family Ministries, uh, ministers in the mountains of Ecuador through sport. The Ortiz family connects with children and families through soccer clinics and camps, local teams and tournaments where they share the gospel and develop ministries to meet needs. Following the Sports Exchange International is African Outreach. Coming to the stage are Joseph and Sherry Hayden, both of Decatur, and they pursue unreached peoples in Zambia, Africa. Their ministry equips pastors and church planners and distributes Christian resources, everything that I read from Bibles to bicycles, and that these leaders would need to prepare them for preaching points and to see them to and through their work of ministry. Each week, the Haydens are teaching the Bible and developing leaders in Zambia to establish a movement of churches in Africa. Finally, amen. Finally, from our global community are two unnamed missionaries. They represent a mission agency based in the United States and serve in an undisclosed location in Southeast Asia. They are strengthening churches and ministries by training leaders and pastors as well as intentional care to women, children, and college students. Lindsay Lane, these are our featured partnerships for the next year. Would you show them your appreciation? Amen. 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 Would you, uh, would you, well, you can go ahead and be seated since you're already being seated. Uh, we're going to pray together in just a moment, but I want to I want to uh, thank you for that warm welcome because that is a, a much deserved welcome for these that have given their life for the glory of God and the good of man as they work each day uh, to do just that. And I want to ask that unnamed missionary at this time if he would to voice a prayer over our mission partnerships and our mission celebration today. 
Let's bow our heads. Kripakalamapriya Parlokaptanri Memu, Mepia Kumaradana, Yesu Christian and the Mikundanamalu, Challenge Chunamu. Mapapamla Koraku, Mia Kumarani, Ayana Raktaman Chenanchi, Mamalimi Bibdilaga Cheskun and the Mikundanalu. Iwademana Mimunu Aradan Jadaniki, Makichan Simon and Vitimiku on the Nathanri. Mamunu Atmayandu, Satyamutu, Aradan Jadaniki Sahim Chendi. Mukimuga, Nashinji Potuna, Atmalakorakai. Mako Asakin de Chemini Vet Kuntanantanri. E Sangamanu Divin Chendi. Atmalakoraku Pora Asakin de Anagrain Chendi. Sangamanu, Sanganai Kolonu Divin Chendi. Me Chitamuna Erigi, Wakiana Saramaga Jivinchir Korku, Sayam Chendi Yasakti Korku, Swat Seva, Inka Adikanga Chirinchanaku, Warren Pere Michamani Verkutanam, Atmayandu, Miakupano, the Chemani Verkundanri, E Sangamulo, Anekulu, Inka, Christuno, Erga Kaunde, Atmalanu, Mirakin Chandi. Anekulaku Prova, Miaka Asakin de Chasin, Anekla Atmal Koraku, Walu Pratana Chiranki, Suartan Rapinchanaki Sayam Chen Verkuntanam, Itesham Launa, Aneka, Asanka Janasangamu, Christian and the Namudanki, Sayam Shaman Verkuntanri, Mariprova, Itesham Lo, Mari Baradadesham, Africa, Zimbia, South America. Asha Kandamandu, Anika Nulu, Christiano, Inca Namakala Kuntu Nathan, Sam Chairman Ever Kuntunam, Ivademandu, E. Sangamanu, Sanga Nayakulni, Swart the Sevakul Midian Chimani, Maraksha Kutu Provoina, Yesu Christua repaired our divert Kundantanri. Amen. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, once again, would you welcome our featured missionary partners for this year? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. As they are, as they're making their way back to their seats, I want to just provide this little note. Many of them have been able to hang out with us uh, over the weekend, and usually when you go on a mission trip, they introduce you to local culture. And last night we did the same, and we introduced them to what we call the Fillers Convention. And so uh, many of them are able to spend time last night uh, in that that foreign land that is Athens State University, where the fiddles play. And arts and crafts can be won at small prizes. Um, now, we've reached the, the portion of our service where we give to missions. Amen? And this is known as our Give to Go missions offering. And in just a few moments, we'll do something that we've not done in quite a long time, which is pass the offering buckets. Uh, it's been over a, over a year since we've actually passed the plates, so to speak. And many of you received your Give to Go envelopes last week. But there are give-to-go envelopes right in front of you in the back of the pews. The give-to-go missions offering will fund our budgeted efforts for missions for the entirety of the next year and will support our missionary partnerships, planned trips, and contributions to associational giving. Every part of this offering will go to missions. As we prepare our hearts for this give-to-go offering, let me once again remind you of the biblical guidance that our giving is not in response to pressure and it should not be reluctant. 
And while it is biblically true in Proverbs 21, 26 that the godly love to give, the scriptures still advise that each must decide in his own heart how much to give. If this is your first time here at Lindsay Lane or if you're a guest, there's certainly no pressure for you to support. But if this is your church, if this is where you worship together with others, whether you are a member or you are a regular attender, I encourage you today to give. Or if not prepared today, to give soon. As this is an opportunity to partner with God on mission for his glory and the good of man and to support families just like you saw before you that are working across cultures every single day for the good news that our God saves. Amen. If our ushers would come, we'll pray over this important offering today and we'll worship together by giving. Lord God, we know that this is something that you value. Lord, as you continue to meet our needs, there are other needs of spiritual worth. Lord, there are physical needs. There is sending that needs to happen. God, there are people here, there, and everywhere that need to hear good news. The good news that you have created them, that you love them, and that you have made a way for them, sinners, to be right with you, holy God. So, Lord, I pray over this offering. I pray, God, that this would be generosity that fills the buckets. Lord, I pray that we would be a church that continues to sin, that continues to go. But, Lord, I also pray in the name of Jesus that this would not be our only act of offering. Lord, that you would stir in our hearts for our feet and our hands to move, for our mouth to open and for us to share what you've done in our life. Lord, that we would minister to others for your glory and for the good of man, the people that are here in this county, in this city, and the people that are across this state, that are across this nation, and Lord, throughout the world. For you have blessed us with enough resources to stretch around the globe. And Lord, we are grateful for how you continue to meet our needs. And Lord, may we think of the ministry and mission needs that are in front of us through our missionary partners. We pray in the name of Jesus over these that partner with us to take your glory to the entire world. And Lord, from this point forward, would you use Lindsay Lane to bolster the mission that is before us to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
you just come to church to sing, come to church to worship. Amen? Good gracious. Man, I love coming to church. And I love that you come to church too. Amen? That last song was chosen on purpose because there's a line in that song that says, He is with you. He is with you repetitively. He is with you. He is with you. For the Christian, God is with us as we go through life. He is with us. He is not a distant God that is not in, involved. He is involved. He is imminent. He is with those who are His. And as we go through life, the ups and downs, the joys and pains, those are the things that we usually associate with His presence. It's those kinds of moments. The down moments and the up moments. But what about the movement moments? What about those times when God is moving us to move for His glory? Did you know that God is with you? Like if it makes you nervous to talk about moving on ministry, if it makes you nervous to think about going on a mission trip, did you know that God is with you? Because the scripture says in Matthew 28, 18 through 20 in the Great Commission verses that set the stage for today, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority on heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And here it is. And be sure of this. I am with you. Even to the end of the age. Are you nervous to move? What if I told you God would go with you? Are you nervous to reach? Does it make you uneasy and uncomfortable? What if I told you that the God of all of the universe would go with you. That if God himself would give you his presence to accomplish his purpose. And as we begin to talk about the movement of his church and the movement of you and your family. We must trust first that wherever God may call us and command us to go. He'll go with us always. Today's message is a follow up message. To the forward message at the end of August. This is a vision message. It is relative to missions in part. But it's also relative to a lot of people are here today and I'm going to get you while I got you. This is a vision message that builds upon the foundation that was laid over a month ago. As I've told you before that the question that I think I've been asked the most since being in this position at Lindsay Lane is what is your vision for the church? Which is basically an answer to the question of where are we going? I followed in that message, I followed that question with a, a question of my own to challenge you and, and your thinking. And I hope that you'll hear again today and individually consider as a, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, your own personal forward movement for you and your family. I ask this question, what is important to you that is important to God? What is important to you that is important to God? And how will you move and who will it influence? What is important to you that is important to God? And how will you move and who will it influence? Our scripture text from Nehemiah then, when, when reading the early chapters of Nehemiah, you'll understand that Nehemiah, who went back to rebuild a, a, a wall to protect the city, he had a context, he had a concern, and then he had a cause. To rebuild the wall around Jerusalem, the capital city of God's people, Restoring a healthy kind of good kind of pride and also a, a spiritual soul of God's people to lead revival in the nation that was supposed to always be revived. 
And this has taught me about vision, about how God uses what's important to Him to become what's important to us so that we may move and influence others towards the light of God. So with that, I want to pray quickly and get straight into vision for 2021 and beyond. Lord, I've been asking you, O oh God, for a long time to give me the words to say for this moment. And Lord, this is just a day where we talk about where we'll go. It's more important, O oh Lord, that every day we are filled with your spirit, with the desire to do what we see in the scripture. Be motivated, O oh Lord, by your grace unto us to give it to others. And as we hear things today that may be new ideas or maybe it's just old ideas with a fresh take, Lord, may it catch on to every single one of our hearts and minds as we seek to make a difference for a long time as a local church. We thank you, O oh God, for how you've saved us. Lord, I have not forgotten the night that you saved me. I have not forgotten. And Lord, may it continue to move me for all of the days of my life and to move this church for as long as it is a local church, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Within where I believe the Lord is leading us is your first opportunity to move. This opportunity is relative to our mission celebration today as I would like you to hear this term for the next year over and over. First time short-term missionary. First time short-term missionary. As a short-term goal, our desire at Lindsay Lane is to send 15 first time short-term missionaries this year between now and next October. 15 first-time, short-term missionaries that will go, that will leave their home and for a few days or for a week or for longer, will cross cultures for the glory of God and the, go and the good of those that they would serve. And if you are already thinking to yourself, I, then maybe thinking to yourself that there may be a time later that I could go, what if I told you that God would go with you? What if I told you that when we put this before you about, about maybe getting on a bus or getting on a plane or going across cultures to take the hope of Christ that God has instructed us to do, what if I told you that, that God will go with you? And before you even entertain the thought of where, let me entertain you with the thought of why. Disciples of Jesus are called to move. It's that simple, it's that serious. Disciples of Jesus are called to go and to make disciples of all nations. If you are being taught what it means to own your faith and to be a follower of Jesus Christ, not just to be saved, but to be serving, we are to take that knowledge that God has poured into us from somebody else and take it to somebody else. To go and to make disciples. This is a matter of obedience, church. That's how serious it is. It's a matter of being obedient to God. If you are a follower of Jesus, going is our thing. Don't you, want to, don't you want to say before you die that you've gone on mission with the Lord? Don't you, don't you want to say before your family and your friends and your church and before the Lord that before you take it on in, you gave your life over to the mission that God had for His church. We belong to Him. We were bought with a price. But before the, the silver cord of life is broken and before the, the old age comes where there's time that we're not able to move like we once were, and I'm not picking on old people, that's in the Bible. Before that time comes, 
Don't you want to say you partnered with God on mission? Giving and praying should never be downplayed. Because giving and praying as it relates to missions is vitally important. And it's so important that I believe all of us can do it. I believe all of us can give. I believe all of us can pray and we should. But what's interesting is when, when I talk to my closest missionary friends and, and tell them that we're praying for them and we've sent them resources, you know what they say to me? They always want me to come there. Now I often thought about that. Well, you guys have got it going. Why do you need me to go there? Well, first of all, that's a wrong question because as I say in the Scripture, we're to go to all the nations. But I've learned that God uses a first-hand investment to newly sharpen their ministry and to sharpen ours. And this happens because of His call to go. Therefore, while not all of us can go, y'all listen to me, many of us can. Think about all the things that fill our schedule. Many of us can. If we don't have the time, it's because we're not taking time. It's not because we don't have it. Therefore, therefore while, while a lot of us go, can many of us can. So as we present the number for first-time, short-term missionaries, let me ask you a question. What number out of 15 will you be? Who will be number one? Who will be number 15? And that may mean that you travel a great distance to engage across culture to nations, or that may mean that you travel a day to encourage and, and engage with the nations that are bringing, God is bringing to America. You may have all kinds of insecurities, and, and I understand those, but that's why Jesus said, be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Our church is, is changing. It is. That's the truth of it. That's what happens in the life of a church. That doesn't mean that we are completely different. As many of you have called this church, your church home, for a number of years, you are still working, you are still here, you're still on the grind. But the truth remains that leaders are transitioning. People are moving in. We're adding new people who are not familiar with the legacy and leadership of Lindsay Lane. New people. At our last new members class, we had 41 there. At our last Lindsay Lane 101. Amen? And that's men, women, and children who just love coming to church and they like it here and they want to grow from here. Not familiar with the missional history of our church. Not knowing that four of our international missionary partnerships were actually raised up here at Lindsay Lane and sent out of Lindsay Lane. If you are a long-time Lindsay Lane church member and you love this church or you're a Christian long-time in general, there are a great number of new people here that need your energy and your example. If you love this church and you want others to love this church too, don't you take a break. Don't take a break. For every one of the 15 that volunteer to go this year, how many of you long-time church members will go with them? Make it a little easier. Be an encouragement for some of you that have already gone before and the things that we used to do but that we don't anymore. There is no time to waste. People are dying and dying in their sin apart from God and there is no time to waste as a local church. There is no time to waste as a sending church as people who are capable and healthy and available to go on mission to take the gospel across cultures. 
Remember, please remember with me what the Lord put on my heart during the height of COVID. And I remember it clearly. And I, I very rarely say things like, God told me. And I'm not saying God told me on this one either. I just know when God's Spirit speaks to my heart. And here it is. It was like God said, if I give you the church back to you, what will y'all do with it? If we give you, I, I guarantee you, as, as all of this sickness and the pandemic has made us all think about things that matter, all of a sudden these good intentions of what we will do when we get back and what we will do when we get our health and our strength back, and if we have days left, what will you do with it if God gives it back? Well, we got it back. Lindsay Lane, what are we going to do with it? There's work yet to be done, and there's no time to waste. Move. First time short-term missionaries. Secondly, is diversity of fellowship. Diversity of fellowship. As I believe, my heart became more and more urgent to hear from the Lord. I told you this. I, for a time, I, I was praying, God, as people keep asking me, Lord, about what my vision is, what is my vision, Lord? That's how simple-minded I am. Because there is no biblical vision apart from God. Every vision that works is tied to the vision of Jesus. So as I begin to ask God like a child, Lord, would you please show me what it is that, that our vision is for the years to come at Lindsay Lane. I am at this pastor's conference, which is, was much needed, and it was a forced break. And I'm sitting there, and the truth is, though, is I'm, I'm sitting there with a tablet. And I'm listening to these great preachers preach, but I'm truly not listening. Because as they are talking, I am just truly just seeking the Lord. Lord, would you please show me what it is that, that is the vision for this church so these folks will stop asking me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But what is it, oh, Lord, that, that is the vision for our church? Where are we going? As I continue to ask God... In my heart, this is what I believe the Holy Spirit of God spoke to me. We have a great church, but most all of us look the same. That's what it is. I, I can't tell you anything different because that's what was put on my heart. We have a great, healthy church, but most of us look the same. When I was a teenager, we had a small outreach effort in our church. And we would go door to door to homes in our community and knock on the door and we would just invite people to church and all we would do is just tell them Jesus loves you. We were teenagers. I don't know that we could have defended our faith well at that point, but we went and told them what we knew. And we knew that God loved us and we had responded to his love and so we knocked on doors to tell people the same thing. It was a small conversation, but it was something that I felt we were being obedient to do at that time. And one afternoon, myself and a couple of other teenagers for our church, we went to a local house in the community. We knocked on the door and a black man answered the door. And we were somewhat uncertain as to what to do next because most churches in our area, including our own, were welcoming to all people. But at the end of the day, we were segregated. We honestly didn't think that he would visit our church because we were all white. Not because he wouldn't be welcome there or not because a, a family that looked different than ours could not thrive there. Still, though, we greeted him and, and we invited him to church. And we told him that Jesus loved him. And what's interesting is the way that he replied. He said, I might surprise y'all and show up one day. And I thought to myself years later, as I, I could almost take you to the house where that was today. Why would that surprise us? And why would it surprise him? 
For we both had the hesitation in our conversation when we had an engagement. The surprise to both of us would have been a black man bringing his family to a mostly white church. You see, because most churches in this area are as segregated as all of them. Don't misunderstand me. Our fellowship is not 100% white. It is not 100% middle class. It is not 100% the same family dynamic. And with my whole heart, as I continue to get to know you, there are good and godly people here already who have made a welcoming environment. But diversity within our fellowship will strengthen our fellowship. Strengthen it. This is... Listen, I want you to also know something. As, as our former leaders are church members here, this has always been a value of your former pastor. It's always been a value of the, of the staff that's been here. Now it's just the vision of this one. There was a value for a time, and I truly believe that God's put it on my heart to lead a vision of diversity of fellowship. And understand, if a vision is God's idea tied to the work of Jesus... This is a God idea. For the Bible says in Revelation 5, 9, and they sang a new song with these words, You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it, for you were slaughtered, and your blood ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. If the blood of Jesus was ransomed for every, we must reach in relationship with every. You know, I automatically expected for this part to be the part that challenges us all because at the end of the day, I don't know that we know how to accomplish this because it's a difficult work over time. It's even a God-sized idea. And this may not be true for everyone here, but often we are better at reaching across cultures and to people that are different than us when we go on a mission trip rather than even being here in our community. You know, when, when the time comes, as we looked at in the last couple of years, and racism reared its ugly head, and all of these things were, were bearing down on the culture of the, the church and bearing down on, on mankind, Lindsay Lane reached out to pastors and staff members to get their perspective. And God willing, in time, we will reach into our own staff members that we know and we love and know that they love us to get that perspective. In my heart and my mind, I see sprouts and shoots of genuine diversity in our fellowship in the years to come. And y'all, we will lead out in reaching across cultures here in our community through fresh approaches and, and to be intentional to reach people that don't look like the majority of us. And that doesn't mean that we will bypass those that do but it does mean that we will become intentional and relational towards everyone and not just say that we welcome all people, but go and get all people. I know we can partner with others, and we will. I want you to hear that. I know we can partner with others, and we have, and we will. But I don't think one of the most influential churches around should wait for any other church to take the lead on this. And I have no simple visions of grandeur. I want you to know that. If there's anything I want you to hear, I think it's that. I have no simple visions of grandeur. I know achieving diversity, and not just diversity, y'all, but genuine diversity. Achieving genuine diversity is difficult. And when you are in a group of diverse backgrounds, even with the same worldview, 
It causes challenges in conversation because of the way that we see the world. But listen to this. If we can see the world clearer, it stands to reason that we can reach the world better. Finally, in addition of new works, in addition of new works, another part of our vision moving forward is in addition of new works from God's people. At this moment, Lindsay Lane Baptist Church has three church campuses. Even as we are worshiping and preaching and listening this morning, we have two other church fellowships in different locations that are doing the same thing. There's the main campus here in Athens. There's our east campus in Harvest and our north campus in Elkmont. And as it stands today and moving forward, as we have met, and y'all should know this, that Alan Ostrisky and Heath Haney and myself love each other genuinely. We have a unity, one in spirit, one in purpose, as we are all serving the Lord Jesus Christ for the kingdom of God. But as we continue to think about what God would do with our fellowship, in unity we have reached conclusions that our East Campus and the leadership there will remain a part of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church as a local church campus as time goes by. And we'll begin to work together for things that we believe we can accomplish even more together and to accomplish ministry across those two campuses. Lindsay Lane North was begun differently, and the leadership there will become its own individual church in a matter of a few years. Until the time comes for them to completely launch and be their own church there in Elkmont, we'll still be Lindsay Lane, still working together for the glory of God and the good of man. These campuses, like ours, are experiencing new growth. They're experiencing new people. During the last year, the Lord used the church here at Lindsay Lane, the main campus, to reach and baptize 43 people. Amen? Amen. Now, here's what I want you to hear. During the last year, the Lord used our east and north campuses combined to reach and baptize 42. Amen? So as it stands for the glory of God and the good of man, last year, Lindsay Lane baptized 85 people across North Alabama. Y'all, that's a small church of just baptisms. That's why one missiologist said that planting churches is the most effective evangelistic methodology known under heaven. And now listen, I'm prepared for continued growth here at this main campus. Somebody say amen. And I want you to be a part of that. But there's no denying that new works reach new generations and new residents and new people groups. These campuses that we have are a kingdom work, a work began by the faith of former leadership and a work that I was a part of, a work that you sent me out on and a work that burns still within my heart. I have seen firsthand how Lindsay Lane East would have reached people that Lindsay Lane Maine would not have reached otherwise. I've seen it. There are people to this day in North Alabama that still don't know who Dusty McLemore or Andy John King is. <laughs> and for that matter, I don't know that they care. They just want to hear from the Lord. And they want a church family that they love. And we were a part of that. We saw what God can do with a new work as it continues to burn in the life of our family. And in the years to come, I can see us planning a new work at every compass point of this county. And it may take some time, and they may not all look different. 
may not all look the same. And there are questions and there are answers as to how we structure it, how we begin it, how we staff it. But here's what we've experienced. New works with solid leadership in rural areas has been proven to be blessed by God. These efforts have and continue to reach people that we would not likely reach otherwise. I hope you love this church. I want you to hear this. I hope you love this place. I hope the main campus here in Athens is, is your church home and you grind for it and you love it and represent it. I hope you love to gather for worship here. I hope you love getting in a group and I hope you love moving and you are grouping here for discipleship. You're moving out and outreach and missions from here. But maybe your family would consider the movement of being part of the next launch in your local context where you can invite people to church that you still love and believe in right around you. Church planning is found within the Great Commission. Going to make disciples and teaching them to obey and baptizing them. This, this happens in the context of a local church. It's built into the New Testament era that we still live in today. The church era. This doesn't mean that every work needs to look the same. But biblically it reflects a gathering and a continued movement to minister and to mission. And church planning is also found in the book of Acts. Where Paul would go to a preaching point. And then he would begin to make disciples. And then the group became a gathering. And the gathering would then be turned over to the care of appointed leaders to accomplish new works. There have to be new leaders. Maybe some of you would be the next church planner. Maybe some of you would be the next family that would leave, like the 28, 28 people that left with us here to go to Lindsay Lane East. Like the 20-something people that left here to go to Lindsay Lane North that, is, that have begun kingdom works for God's glory. And can I tell you something? Those people are all right. And doing great. And serving God. Because it got to their heart and into their hands and their feet and they began to move. So we'll continue to develop people to provide opportunities for those who are called to ministry, to exercise their gifts. And as I've learned, all churches need to, to, to grow big and to, to get small. That's the truth. All churches need to grow big and to get small. We need to, to grow this church as much as we can for God's glory, to reach people that need ministry, that need salvation. And then as we continue to grow, we need to make it smaller so that people can be invested in what's going on. And one of those ways is groups, but y'all, one of those ways is other campuses, additional works. And for the life of me, I hope no one here would think, I'm not giving my money to another church. You're not. You're not going to give your church, give your money to another kingdom work. These folks are not living here in Athens. They're taking the gospel where they are. There's a need here at Lindsay Lane for new. New leaders, new groups, new ministries, new looks, new works, and a renewed commitment to the local church that we grind from. So we will continue to develop leaders. And maybe you're one of them. Pipeline or post office. We want to send you up so that you can lead here or send you out so that you can minister somewhere else. What's important to you that's important to God as we close? How will you move and who will it influence? I want to go back to the scriptures. Before Nehemiah, read Nehemiah. Before Nehemiah and the people of God had movement, they had support. 
before Nehemiah was able to start rebuilding the wall and cast all these strategies and visions, he had support. He took time to evaluate the city walls and then he looked at the condition from all angles and they were in trouble. And the scripture says, Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. Ladies and gentlemen, Lindsay Lane does not lie in ruins and does not stand in disgrace. We are a church with a great history, but we are also an active local church with a determined future. And just as Nehemiah was inspired by God to lead his people to a new day in the Bible, God is still calling leaders today. He is still calling missionaries today. Because not all of the walls are built up in every city or county. And they need men, women, and children to go and to move together for the glory of God and the good of man. But before there is ever movement, there is support. Verse 18 says, Nehemiah said, Then I told them about how the gracious hand of God had been on me and about my conversation with the king. Listen to this. And they replied at once, Yes, let's rebuild the wall. So they began the good work. And then in verse 20, the prayer was, The God of heaven will help us succeed. You see, what started at his message ago, this is what God told me, ended with a prayer of this is what we all going to do. Amen? What began as important to the one and was important to God became what was important to man as it was important to God. What we've looked at today with the first time short-term missionaries, genuine diversity of fellowship, and addition of new works, This will take personal, financial, spiritual support over time. And to think of of how it will all come to life is difficult to wrap our minds around and will likely be stalled by a few questions and a few that question it more than they agree with it. But regardless, as the scripture says in Nehemiah, the God of heaven will help us succeed. Amen? There is no vision for the church that is not directly tied to the vision of God. First time short-term missionaries, diversity of fellowship for all the nations, and new works for the glory of God and the good of man. Let's stand to our feet. Today, I you, would you be one of the first ones that would be one of the first 15? And maybe God's putting it on your family's heart already that, that he's already planting a seed that you would would go and serve in a different way in the future if it came to it. And maybe it's, it's on your heart for the church to look more like our community. Well, get ready, because this is where we're going. Amen? We'd love for you today to join the church. We'd love for you today to, to come and talk about what it means to be a Christian and how you can get started on joining mission with God. Our missionaries are going to be here. They're going to leave from this sanctuary and go to that gathering space. I want to encourage you, as you think about a first-time, short-term mission trip, don't bypass them. Go and talk to them. Y'all are real people. They eat real food. They laugh at real jokes. Some of them. No, I'm kidding. But they're awesome. And the truth is that they love the Lord, and God got to their heart and moved to their hands and their feet, man. Lord Jesus, bring clarity where it's needed. And may you stir our heart, Lord, for what you value. There is a time 
to pray and a time to give. And then there's a time like we've seen in the scriptures where you told your people before the parting of the waters, tell the people to get moving. Lord, if we've been a Christian for a long time, may we begin to think about our next steps. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would diversify this place as you see fit. Lord, as we would see the world clearer by new relationships to the point where the world would look at the church to see how it can be done. And they would not see division, but they would see unity. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that in your timetable, you would provide leaders. And Lord, you would provide places and people for a new work to plan again. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. This altar is open for you. In the secret place where I see your face, will you take me there again? You can search my heart in the deepest part from beginning to the end. To you, my eyes are lifted. To you, my prayer is rising up. You've captured my attention. Consume me, consume.
still called out my name. And when my flesh is weak, will you help me see? You are all that I need. Yes, Jesus, you are all that I need. seated for just a moment. Before you leave today, we have your first opportunity to go on mission. Hope for Athens is coming up in November. We want to show you this video. Greg will come and wrap it up.
great ministry of ours. That will be Hope for Athens, and that will be coming up November the 6th. If you would like to uh, sign up to be a part of that local mission effort right here in your backyard, you can go to lindsaylane.org, and at lindsaylane.org, you can click the Resources tab, and then from there, go to Mission Opportunities, and there will be a list of uh, ways that you can sign up to be a part of that. Again, that's Hope for Athens coming up on November uh, the 6th. Also, before you leave today, don't forget about our truck or treat that will be coming up in a few weeks. We need candy, and we need people to distribute that candy. So if you're interested in doing that, please be looking for those sign-ups to uh, host a trunk for many people that will be here on our campus on, I think that's October the 27th at the end of October. And don't forget about your Lions Farms Family Night tickets. Those are uh, also uh, for sale in the gathering space as well as all of our missionaries have already moved out there. They've got tables set up. They've got a lot of goodies and stuff uh, to give away. Um, there's some chocolate out there for those of you who are big fans of chocolate like myself. There's some chocolate out there as well. Um, Pastor, I just want to share with you uh, at 11.11, I had a text message. Somebody was uh, paying attention to the sermon and sent me a text message at 11.11 when you were sharing about uh, 15 first-time short-term missionaries, and they said, I'm number one. Sign me up. So we're down to 14. Amen. <clears throat> I'd be willing to bet we've already got 14 in here. But anyway, it's been a great day, been a great uh, day to celebrate uh, missions here at Lindsay Lane. Uh, let's pray, and you'll be sent as well. Father God, we thank you again for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for the great things that you're doing here at Lindsay Lane Baptist Church, Father. We pray that we continue to do these things for your glory and for the good of man. We thank you for these missionaries and just pray for them as they travel back to their mission fields. And we pray that you would just stir our hearts as well to be on mission wherever we go. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.